In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. A champion must Welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie. How are you, Defenders? My name is Sean Donnelly. I am one of your hosts. I am joined by the very lovable, huggable co-host, Andy <laughs> slash Andrew Fiore, ladies and gentlemen. Will you please say Fiore right? What do I say? You say Fiore. I don't think you do it, I think you do it subconsciously. I do do it subconsciously. Fiore. Well, when we're walking down the street, you go, Fiore, what do you want to do this? And then what you get in your uh, host <laughs> mode, you go, Fiore. <laughs> Seinfeld, oh, Seinfeld. I've lost my Fiore, the poor baby. <laughs> Helen. Have you seen my Fiore? <laughs> I have lost my Fiore. I've lost my Fiore. Maybe the dingo ate your Fiore. We're going to replace Fiore for a fiance. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to see you, buddy. Sorry we had to take a week off last week. Yes. Um... But it's good to be back. I missed you. I missed I, I'm you ready too. to get, uh, jump right back in it. I'm really ready to uh, to go. We are. I'm very excited. Uh, oh, first off, uh, I meant to ask you before. We might just have to leave this alone. Did you see Endgame or no? No. Uh, well, you know, we. Uh, you're not a huge Marvel guy. That's I, exactly. Why. Uh, I kind of know what, uh, a big spoiler. Someone uh, yeah, told me. Oh my god! Who told you? Who did that? A comic? Uh. I might have read something, to be honest. Not what the spoiler was, but oh, you read in an article. Well, put it this way: I saw it the Tuesday after it came out. And I, I remember was, we were supposed to go together, and I said I, I, I forgot I had a show that night. Yes, that's right. But I, but I. What you owe me the money for? Even what you say? <laughs> what you owe me the money? Oh, I do owe you the money for it. You're right. I do. I'll give it to you after this. Um, but I do. Um, but I did. I went. I, even I was worried about spoiling. Uh, what you call? It. Even I was worried about Thank spoiling you. it. So I can only imagine how much you've seen. Well, not that much because it's also one of those things. I'm not really like actively searching for it. You yeah, know what I mean? that's it's true. pretty easy to avoid things if, if you're, you're not, not looking. It. You know. Yeah. And uh, you're really not into these movies. I'm so shocked. It's not that I'm not really into them. I enjoy them, I'm but so I'm not excited. raring to go to see them. And especially, it's three hours long, and I don't need to go see it in the theater. I'll be happy to watch it once it's out. But the theater is like where it's good. <laughs> theater is like you know that's where you want to go see it. That's what you. you this is a, I guess a so. new I, movement I out there, that. Andrew Fiore, where <laughs> where. Any movies that are made for the theater, we should all be going to see yeah. them because there's not much that's going to the You're theaters right. anymore. You're right. 100% They're, right. Like now, a lot of movies are available on Netflix and the theater or just Netflix or iTunes and the theater, like very small ones. I agree 100%. It's just I got lazy. And if like Dark Knight, when that came out, I saw it twice in the theater. I was like, this is a movie I, I have saw to see in the theater. The one I saw it in the IMAX. Just the, Me too. You know what I mean? Me too. Um, that movie was... I saw it in the same IMAX I saw it in game. So I do agree with you that there are movies I will go see in the theater. Like, I watched Mandy at home 
And then I was like, I got to see that on the big screen. <laughs> I should have done that. Me and St. Germain watched it this home, at home as well. Yeah. And we should have went and saw it in the theater. It the was after. really cool. And just the way it's shot and everything. It's and just, it's uh, one of those movies, too, where you get that camaraderie between the audience members. Oh, where yeah. Where I imagine that happens in uh, definitely a movie like Endgame. With the finality of everything, and you know, oh yeah, it kind of does. You like, all get on the same page, and you're all cheering. There's or, reactions going on, yeah, definitely. Reactions. And also, like you no, know, me, it was just me and Saint Germain watching it, and there was camaraderie. We, <laughs> right, we, we right. high five. <laughs> also, like great bad guys, like you're rooting for the, you know, the, yep. you know that yep. kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, so there is a thing to theater culture now. Yes, I think it will become. I think it will come full circle because I don't think. You'll, you will not get rid of the theater entirely. No, 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 no. You can't. And if you do, then it's a real problem. Nobody's going to be... It's like, too much money, first how, of all. What? Way too much money for, for box offices. Right. That money, that's where they're, the crux of the business exactly. is based off. So that's why they have to keep making these things bigger and bigger so people come to see them. Yeah. Like, this Marvel thing is like, it's kind of saving the movie. I know I've said this before, but uh, other things, it's kind of saving the movie business because <laughs> this, this it made $2 billion. It's second of all time. Yeah, I... But I think that's because of the genre and because of the world it lives in. I still think people will go to the movies just to go see like an hour and a half rom com. Uh, n- no, that, I think that's the point. I don't know if they do. Oh, I still maybe think they will. do, but they I, don't put them out. Much, but it's not cost effective for them to put the screen time. Yeah, so the real estate for the screen is becoming that much more valuable. So put it this way: look at a, an action movie from 1992. Let's let's say *Lethal Weapon* two, right? Yeah. Now let's look at one that's coming out, kind of a similar vibe: Hobbs and uh, and whatever they want his name, the, the, the Fast and Calvin. the Furious. <laughs> No, whatever. Statham and, 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 and The Rock. Okay. That's kind. That's a bunny movie that's coming out now. Okay. Think about the, the how much of a difference in production value and just bigness and just in huge, 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 huge budget, huge action, huge scenarios, huge everything that it was compared to what action movies were in like the late 80s, early 90s. Like, you had Die Hard. Of course. Dude, think about the, what, that. The, the third Fast and the Furious blows away action, the action sequences of Die Hard. But the, the thing is this. They're treading right, water. They have need, to do this. They have to do this. But with uh, the... You're just talking but the sequences are still not making up for... I still need a good, a solid story. I still need... Sure. Uh, well, what they're saying is that your TV's gonna... big enough that you can enjoy that at home. Like, so, uh, what do you got? Fair. You got a... You got a uh, even, but, and the only ones that are surviving that are art house uh, who, cinematography guys like like Paul Thomas and uh, Wes Anderson because it's so visual. Yeah. It has to be visual or it has to be big, 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 big action. That's why I'm saying... I, I talked about it once in the podcast, I think when you were around. Richard Gere is kind of null and void at this point because the movies that he had were these middle management type uh, rom-coms <laughs> yeah. or, or, or or like Mothman type horror things that weren't really horror movies. Remember that when he did the uh, Mothman prophecies? Uh, or it was like they're very basic type movies but they were drawn by him because he was a movie star. Right. Now what's happening is the idea of a movie star is changing. Like people are going for different reasons. The idea of a movie star is like The Rock. Or if you look at Tom Cruise, like look at what Tom Cruise has had to do to keep his title as like an action movie star. He broke his freaking ankle. Yeah, well, I don't know. That would have happened. <laughs> anyway. I think uh, he was one of those guys who was going to just, you know, be doing his own stunts till the day he dies anyway. Yeah, okay. He's that uh, kind of guy. He's just psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree and I disagree. To be honest, I know that's a wishy-washy answer. Yeah. I, you're right. I don't think it'll ever go away. 
um, to the extent you think it will. But I do still think there's a decent amount of people going. You got to remember, there it's, we do live in a bubble in New York City. There, the like honestly, not to be insulted, <laughs> but the flyover states—that's still a thing. People go to the movies and st- like, but wait, no, just to I'm go to the movies. I'm not saying the movies. I'm saying rom coms. Yeah, no, I'm including and, that. Or, just go to the movies, just to go to the movies. Yeah. Like my aunt, like would go to the movies just to go to a movie, despite what was even playing. So was I. You so know what I mean? I'm the same way. I wanted to go the other day. I still think I, a lot of people do that. And just to go see something. Yeah, it's just like, uh, let's. I don't want to sit at home. Let's just go to the movies and we'll see. I, we honestly, not to sound you don't think pretentious, it's, but it's like, I have just so much more discerning tastes now. I'm not going to spend my money or anything. waste my time. You know what I mean? Well, you know what's funny is there's a new uh, comedy out with, um, oh, what's her name? The girl from when she did It's What Women Want. That girl's in it. And I think I think uh, what's your name might be in it. Uh, the comic that came big from um, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. She might be in it too. And it's about the, I think it's the reverse of the, they become little. They become like a, yeah. It's uh, I know it's, exactly what I mean. It's big, reverse, but reverse. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a girl who becomes little. It's a woman who becomes little. Exactly. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And but here's the thing. Like that came out. You don't hear anything. It must either well, be I terrible. Mean, it's it must be terrible. But but big was amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but just having that connotation it should have made it a big splash. Like, no, I disagree. I disagree. It's uh, it's a sh- it's a hacky remake of a great movie. Did you say hacky? Oh, yeah, you say, hacky. Okay. Be careful. Nope. That's staying in. Do not cut that out because that's a great joke. And I think the defenders are hip enough to be cool. Be cool, honey bunny. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, but before we get to our, our, our meats and pizza of the podcast, um, I know we're going to probably do a podcast next week, but you got a big birthday coming up, pal. I do, and and uh, and, and you have something else, and you also have I one do have a, a big birthday coming up, more yes. of a landmark. You have but, a much bigger birthday coming up. But I got you. I bought you a, a birthday present last night. I'm so excited. Did you really? I did. I saw it online, <laughs> and I ordered it immediately. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I can't a- wait. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get shipped in time, so it might be a late one. That's okay. But, yeah, Shawnee's May 19th. We're, our birthdays are exactly two weeks apart. Uh I'm well, a year and two weeks, but um, yeah, I saw it and I went, oh, perfect! Really, it's one of those gifts. And I'm granted not I'm a so great flattered. gift giver. I'm usually like, oh, I don't know, here's money. <laughs> like, what do you want? Right. I just got my sister a gift card, but it's one yeah, place yeah, that I'm she totally likes. a gift card guy. But it was just one of those things. It all came together. Really, I'm so excited to give it to you. Oh shit! Yeah, it's good. Now I'm curious what it is. It's a really good one. Do you know? Uh, do you know? Do you know what's so funny is that. I was going to get you something last night. Aw, that would have been weird. But I wasn't sure if you have it. Uh, yeah, that's tough. That's a, that's the thing, but I might just go back and get it just in case, because I know you're, you'll dig Save it. the receipt. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, I'll save the receipt. Um, well, I have a PlayStation 4, so don't... <laughs> I was going to get you a Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4, just if you want to mix it up but That's a funny. Bit. Oh, look at what sweet guys we are. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I hope it comes before uh, your birthday, now which I'm is so also my mommy's birthday. 
Oh, that's so, right. I forgot about that. Yes, yes. that's totally true. And, and uh, we'll, we'll mention all that stuff at the uh, end of the show. The, the plugs, because I have a nice, fun birthday show that you're going to be a part of. That's correct. And yeah, it's the big 4-0. So. It, it'll be huge. So That'll stick be... around for all the details. It'll be a couple of Chardonnays. <laughs> yeah, that might be a couple of Chardonnays. Post-show Chardonnays. <laughs> uh, yeah, so do you want to get to the meats and the peas? Absolutely. Uh, oh, well, I mean, I did watch, uh, watch The Old Man and the Gun. Robert Redford. I have heard terrible yeah, things. I, I didn't love I, it. I didn't hate it. I tell you, I, I trust people because I purposely didn't watch it because of. I had that in I the back of my head. It. Yeah. Um, while I was watching it. After I saw it, uh, there was enough for me to go, yeah, all right, I didn't hate that as much as I think it was List who told me he hated it. Yeah, me too. And, and he told me too. I have a guess of why it's bad. <coughs> well... It's a, based on a true story, and uh, it, it was fine for an hour and a half. Which means that like three little things in it were true. But I saw something at the end. I go, I have to look that up because I think I just picked off a a, a subtle nod to a old Robert to the Sting. Kathy, Kathy, Kathy Affleck is uh, visiting him in the hospital, and uh, kind of gives him. The finger over the nose, which was the oh, yeah. signal that they used in the sting to go ahead. It was the go ahead signal. It was just kind of a uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how to describe that over. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like just brushing your finger Bru- over. Yeah, the exactly. Of your nose. And uh, your pointer finger. So I go. That is too much of a coincidence. The way it's he did definitely it. that. Uh, so I went up and looked, and then it started to look. It was like the ten nods director so and so did toward Robert Redford's previous films. Ah. And so I was like, oh, makes me like it a little bit more because I love subtle references and shit like that. So do I. But it was okay. Like it was an entertaining enough movie. Too stylistic, like style over substance. Um, because it's shot. It's shot very interestingly. Like I I feel like the film, the film quality seems different. Like they might have used. It's a little grainy kind of throwback, which I think they did on purpose. Yes. And there were. Uh, the story is, an, uh, is, is this guy's a bank robber. He's an old man now, but he's been doing it and been escaping for so long. Uh, so there's a lot of old Robert Redford footage that they use. So the, it's shot grainy, I think, uh, on purpose to match up with the older Robert, funny. the younger Robert Redford footage. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but it was okay. I think it was fine. Uh, I watched it on a, uh, a Sunday no, afternoon at my parents' I house. I don't want details, but was the ending satisfying? Um... It was satisfying. It was a, it was closure. Closure-ish. Yeah, it was closure-ish. Okay, okay, okay. But I can see why people were... That's the best review of this thing I've heard. I didn't hate it. I think from two sources I heard that it's shitty. So, yeah. And List was one of them. Joe List was yes, one of yes, them. Yes. So I totally... I'm I'm willing maybe to check it out. You know, it's like with a, with a, with a mindful eye. You know, like Again, if it's on, I wouldn't turn it off if you hadn't seen it. It's worth a watch. If it was just on, it's yeah, I would check it out. Yeah. And uh, since we weren't on last week, we, uh, I think... In between that time, uh, R.I.P. John Singleton. That's right. Which is like the scariest thing about this is uh, John Singleton. If you don't know who that is, he directed uh, Boys in the Hood. He did Higher Learning. He did a whole a whole bunch of movies. I think he did Rosewood as well. Did he do Rosewood? I HBO don't know. Movie? Youngest uh, director. I th- youngest best director nominee ever. I think. Was he really to, at to the time? Day? Yeah, I yeah. think so. The thing about him, Boys in the Hood. Wasn't he fifty? He was young when he died. Yeah, he was fifty-seven. Yeah. Jesus, man! Black guys, black guys, really like. And this is such an obvious statement. They go through. They must go through so much. They die very young. Yeah. They die super I, young. I know. No, no, I'm saying I don't think it's just a black guy thing. But like, 
If you there's a lot of famous black guys that die very young. Yeah, I when I read that I get well, you ever go especially with athletes you go oh, I didn't know how close in age we were. Yes, because you always look up to these people. And then when you get older, you go, uh, the age gaps, when you're old, like, I'm friends with people in their 60s, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, once they think you hit 35, age just becomes, yeah, very arbitrary. But then it's like, uh, yeah, CC Sabathia's 38 years old. I'm like, I'm older than him? Yeah. He's a pro athlete. And pro athletes still always seem older than me, even if they're like a rookie. Yeah. When they're born in like 2001. Yeah, because they're gigantic. Yeah, but it's just, I always, it's like, Derek Jeter retired at age 43. I'm like, he's only four years older than me? (laughs) You know what? You're like, but he's a guy. Exactly. He's my hero. (laughs) You know why? Because it's probably a bunch of stuff going on. There's an emotional attachment. So it's happening. It's like when those guys break in, it happens to me mostly with athletes because when they are rookies or whatever, it's usually. They're 18, 19, 20 years yeah. old. And then. And I'm, you're already doing you're, shit. But it's like. <laughs> you're then already living maybe, your life. Well, then, if you're like 13 at that time, by the time you're, you know, 33, they're like retired. And you go, oh, yeah, they were only five years older than me, but that was just the way. Yeah, but they weren't that the right. beginning That's of how their time career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. weird. I was. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were a few years older than me, but that, that was when you start sports. Exactly. You start young. And they were. Uh, Athletes are gods to me. Well, I th- I think when it comes to athletes, I'm so like, you know me. I'm not a big sports guy. I always try to get into it, but like I can never follow it for longer than a certain amount of time. But I always find it so interesting the drop off between like the star, especially basketball, uh, the star of the team, and then the next guy up because it's like there's a huge drop off. Yeah, and even baseball has it because. I went to go see a Mets game one night, and the Mets were killing it. Syndergaard, uh, what, what, what do they call him, Thor or whatever? Yep. Killing it. The guy was killing it. Seven innings in, they were like, all right, he's done. They bring this other guy in. I forget his name. Sort of the C or something like that. This guy was fucking up the second pitch. <laughs> I'm like, you don't even have an inning in you? You don't have one inning of you just fucking nailing it? Really? <laughs> You've been prepping the whole game. You're getting paid millions. Now, don't get me wrong. That's the thing. You're getting paid millions. You're trained for this. You're the filling guy. This is what it's supposed to be like. You just wrap it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what my dad used to say about foul shots. He's like, they're supposed to be free points. They're supposed yeah, to be like. Out. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then somebody got mad at me for saying that. They're like, it's a free attempt. It's not a free. I'm like, no. It's a fundamental of the sport that 100%. you're supposed to know how to do. Yeah. And then, but nobody ever pays attention to this. That's why pros miss them all the time. Right. It's supposed to be like, boom, boom, in, in. Let's go on to the next thing. Free points. Mm-hmm. But it's not. You know, so whatever. But let's get into the 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 meat because I don't want to speak of sports. All right, let's get into the meat. <laughs> um, I'm so excited. I this is a big matchup actually, and it's funny because the more thinking I've done about this, I am more of a fan of my pick than 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 yours. Very interesting. <laughs> Coming out of the gate hot. So, you want to tell everybody what we're doing? I will be defending uh, the... Well, we're both defending two psychological thrillers, both from the 90s. I will be defending one of my favorite movies of all time, The Silence of the Lambs. And I will be defending seven. Now, (laughs) what people are saying right now is like, get the fuck out of here. Because one... Actually... I don't think it's... I think it's pretty close. This is why I suggested it. I was like, this is both two good psychological thriller, criminal... Silence of the Lambs has this legendary stuff I think both have legendary stuff about the movie. I think you're right. I I, I think it's getting to that point. And I I could defend either one of these. I happen to love one more. It's, this is going to be a case where I, I'm not going to necessarily – I'll prove my points, but I'll also help 
I'll I'll bring up great points about seven too. I'll give you my one one big reason why I go with seven. Okay, because I think seven fucked me up more. I think it, really. I think, I think it. I think it messed me up more than. I have that with both of these movies as well. The time that Silence of the Lambs came out, being a little earlier, it's a little bit more innocent, and I, I was mean, a little younger too. Yeah, yeah. And a lot, just so much of the creepiness and the psychology of it, and the violence of it, sat with me. Where I, when I saw it first as like a, a younger, a younger man, I, uh, I was like, oh my god, like that's it's a terrifying movie. I couldn't watch it for like a few years just because I was really scared of it. It's super scary movie, but the the creepiest <laughs> thing about it is is Buffalo Bill. I think I think that's yes. the creepiest. I think the idea of a person like that existing is the creepiest thing to me when I watch that movie. Yeah. So everything else is really is pretty much straight. Like uh, uh, it's creepy, but it's not. The thing about Seven is like everywhere you turn, you're either getting grossed out, or you're getting freaked out, or you're getting horrified, or there's a or there's a or there's a, a dildo with with metal sh- shanks on it that's yeah. destroying somebody, or there's the fat guy that's 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 like pickling in the. It's like the, so yeah. The you're no, the, well, I mean, we'll explain so it. The seven deadly sins yeah, is personified, sins, yeah. literally, so the, you, through this guy's crime. It's almost amping up this, like, ho- it's almost well, horror at I the same time as being thriller. think silence does that, too. I think it's suspenseful the entire time leading up to a boiling point. And before you even meet Buffalo Bill, you have this, uh, this character in Hannibal Lecter that has this insane backstory that you're like, well, I want to know about that guy as well. That's right. crazy as well. Right. His, he was, you know, he was literally Hannibal the Cannibal. But couldn't you and he say was a psychologist, and he's this genius, and it's... Technically, yeah. and I know because of Manhunter and Red, and Red whatever, right. that we know we, we find out, I, I, whatever. But couldn't you say that's, a, that's almost a minus of the movie for not delving into... Like, you're almost, you're caging up what, a more interesting character in the movie? You're, you're saying Hannibal's... Hannibal's a more interesting character than the other one. No, don't think I so. don't think so because it's. I think that's just the power of that's just good <laughs> character development. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think. I think the main characters. It's their movie. It's not about Buffalo Bill. It's you, that's true. That's true. I'm it, just saying that's, like that. It's Clarice and Hannibal's movie completely. Yeah. It is, and it's it's really. I mean, it is really Clarice's movie. It's Clarice Starling's movie. You see her grow. She's a young FBI, not even an agent. She's a trainee, yeah. which is part of the the whole psychology of you know. He hates that they didn't even send her like a full. Like he's all about you know the disrespect of not even sending me a a full agent. Right, and I think when you have Anthony Hopkins and he's he's. It's like that's probably a career role. Like that's a one one, best actor, one best actor. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, I think for I don't know if this still holds up, but for the time, it was like shortest amount of screen time for when it's if you put it all together, it's only like sixteen minutes he's on screen. Really? Yeah, it's very short. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I think the other one is if you never get around to seeing it, uh, (laughs) network. I've not uh, done my homework. Is a very short best actress, best supporting actress was like the least amount of screen. I can't re- remember. For Peter, right uh, no, no, no. Uh, it's for his his ex, the guy's uh, ex wife actually. Oh wow, I'm blanking um, on the names. But I'll tell you, like you have okay. So in seven, you have great acting. You have blow. I mean, let's you can do. You have great acting in both. Both are uh, police movies trying to catch a killer, psychological game playing kind of killer. Yeah. You know, serial killer. Yes. Um, you have it from the perspective of the veteran slash, well, Brad Pitt's not a rookie, but 
He's like on a new newer beat. He's moved to the new city, I guess. Here's the thing about uh, this is another reason I'm going to defend this movie because the other one's Jonathan Demi, correct? Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Jonathan Demi. Jonathan Demi. Yep. John, Jonathan Demi's amazing, and he won. He won for this, did he not? Silence of the Lambs holds the uh, distinct honor of, I think, the last movie to sweep all five major Oscar categories: actor, actress, David Fincher. Something <laughs> is up where this guy does not. Why isn't this guy thought of like the like a like a Demi or a Scorsese? I think or... he's made a, he's ahead of his hand in a little too many clinkers. You think so? Yeah. Because well, based off this and Zodiac, like, I, I watch, bad, I watch I think Zodiac. It's batting average. This is a guy. He did Social Network. He did. Uh, he did yeah. like 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 he does these fucking bangers, and he's always kind of just thought of. I think is he has a vibe to me, and I could be wrong about this. Tell me if I'm wrong. A director for hire. Like, it's one of those kind of things where it's I like... Agree. No, 100%. You know I think mean? that's where why like, people probably don't... This is exactly what you said. But he's got a very distinct style. He he knows what he's doing. He freaks you out. And on these kind of... Like, this kind of movie in particular, like, it's hard to pull that off in, in, a, in a way where you're, everybody... You know, there's editing involved. But I'm saying, like... Seven has its own really cool look. The rain and just the, the bleakness dark, really sets the tone of the movie. It's, it's really well done. Dark without being shot too dark. Like, yeah. you can see everything. Yeah. You know, I think that's a big problem in some of these movies. Uh, in certain scenes, you get washed out. I don't think that has it. I think you can see no, no, no. everything in this. Um, I it think really makes you kind of feel badly. You know what I mean? Like, you're really watching and you does. just go... Should I get up and walk around? Should I go outside? Yeah. Like, yeah, the one thing about Simon, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. But the, as far as, I also feel badly, morally speaking, because yeah. if you look at uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, like, to me, I'm like, oh, you're dealing with pure evil, and Period. it's a matter yeah, of uh, good versus 100%. evil. 100%. If you look at, like, um, if you look at Seven, these, these people are put to a test of, like, well, how far are you willing to go to su- survive? Like, that kind of thing. You're like, well, you, well, yeah, well, and it's more of, like, a guy who's trying to prove a point yeah. about society yeah. or whatever you yeah, want to call how, it. Like how, how gluttonous it is, exactly. how whatever, how we, we, we just what we abuse the, the seven deadly sins. Right. And it might be, uh, you know, you can argue both, I guess, but talk about an ending sequence. Uh, John Doe has the upper hand. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I was going to get to that. I mean, both movies have kind of, at least for me, iconic quotes. I mean, what's in the box is a very... Oh, God. I mean, there's a point where you couldn't go, like, see a box, you know... Uh, yeah, FedEx yeah. box would come Somebody and some said, asshole yeah. just puts in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it became like a thing. It, it was basically like the horror version of what's up for like, <laughs> <laughs> what's in the box? But I, I, this is also maybe subjective to me and my friends is Silence of the Lambs is so quotable, but that might just be our group. No, I think it was quotable. <laughs> I mean. I ate his liver with some fava beans. That was the main one. That was the big one. People love that one. Yeah. And it was spoofed a lot. It was probably spoofed more than Seven was. Seven gets spoofed, but not as much as Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Just because there's just because of those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's so many. Uh, Lecter is so good. Anthony Hopkins is so good in it uh, as this genius psychologist, former psychologist turned uh, uh, cannibal, I guess. I'm also going to do this. I, I have a feeling. I, I'm going to make a bold statement to try to defend one of my statement. things. Jodie Foster, overrated. Uh, overrated. I'm sorry. In I the movies she's good in, she's great. 
But again, her average is not as high as you would think an actress of her caliber who's been around for that long. Let she came out of the gate you, so high. Like, especially when you, when you know something is perfect when you're like, I can't picture anybody else in this role. See, I feel like that happens with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis in uh, The Agreed. Blood. I'd, but you take Holly Hunter, you put in this role. Mm, you see a that's difference? a good one. Yeah, I don't know because no. I read about the people considered tried out for it instead of Jodie Foster, and I go, I it's got to be Jodie Foster. But who was she? Is so perfectly plays like the uh, the trainee, the naive a little bit, but still kind of a strong uh, personality in her own way. Yeah, I guess she's and she's still needed. and she has this this kind of backstory that Lecter loves to get into the you know the quid pro quo. I think uh, I it's I don't know if. Holly Hunter's a good one, but who were the other it's ones? Maybe you you're just so accustomed to. Uh, I don't. Yeah, but they yeah. were so. No, you're like, no, that's not it. I also heard a lot of the ones that Hannibal's like De Niro, Pacino's like all the other other guys. Oh, you're like, sure. oh, come on. But actually, I would love to see De Niro in that because like, I think Daniel Day Lewis is actually one of the names too. Yeah, he could have done that easily. Yeah, easily he could have done it. But Perkins plays it so he's, he's older. Fantastic. He's a little older. Yeah, it makes he's got this great backstory. It was just. The perfect fit, I think, for everybody. But as far as the type goes, Day Lewis could do it. Also, Gene Hackman was supposed to be Jack Crawford. He actually had a, a stake in the movie until he backed out. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is not a huge role, but I can actually see Gene Hackman in that one more another than I can. Another thing with Gene Hackman. Oh, same here. Also, with Gene Hackman is like another. You go under, another underrated guy. Apparently, a, a giant badass. Oh, guy. giant so badass! Great. I just watched some scene of him in Mississippi Burning, where he grabs the guy's balls. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. He's got a very high batting average for me. He's despite making a lot of clinkers. He's badass. Lex Luthor. He's great. Royal he's, but he's one of those guys. French that, Connection. Yeah, but think about it. He's great in anything he does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he like even if you have a shitty movie. Gene Hackman. Yeah, you're like, hey, Gene Hackman's in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Royal Tenenbaums, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Might be my favorite role. Apparently an old curmudgeon. Just a but giant. He's so he's, perfect he's for that He's sick role. now. He might, did he die? I don't know. Not yet, but he's, he's been sick for years. He retired heard, from acting. You ever heard Brendan Smith's joke? He goes, uh, guys, I, I hate to say this, but um, uh, Gene Hackman just passed away. <laughs> and the audience goes, no. He goes, that's not true, but doesn't it make you realize how much you love Gene Hackman? <laughs> it's such a cruel, hilarious joke. Who does that? Brendan Smith. <laughs> yeah, but it does. That's It's true. Yeah. Also, it's one of those things where you're like, is that person dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that you're like probably 112 when somebody's like, are you dead? I know. But he retired from acting. Yeah, he, he did. He is awesome, but I could, I could see him in that Jack Crawford role easily. You mean with the one that Peter Coyote had, right? Is it Coyote? Who has the No, Jack it's one? not uh, Peter Coyote. It's... Uh, I can't remember his name, but it's the, he's the head of the FBI. Oh, he's, right. Yeah. yeah. But um, honestly, I think when it comes to Seven, it creeps me out more. And that last scene. I don't know, man. There's just, a lot of. Uh, just think. Because when you have like the evil, you know, both I, of them kind of have evil wins a little bit. Uh, but when, with Seven, that, that last exchange. When he's freaking out with the, with the box, and he's yeah. losing his mind, like he pulls that off so he does well. It's very he's so through the ringer at that point. That scene does it for me, and also just the idea where you're like when you first see it. Think about it this way: first <laughs> seeing both movies, like when I first saw Seven, and then you're so in it, and you're so pulled in, and that last scene, you're like, oh, you didn't. That's one of the ones you're like, I did not see that coming. I did. I didn't see that coming with the wife. You did Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That coming. No, hundred percent. So those are always the always the things. Where it's like in the land of twists, when people realize like fun twists were a thing, and that every movie yeah. had a twist, 
You really should be able to celebrate the the ones that have really good ones that you. A hundred percent. You know what? This one has that one. As a side note, a movie that has a great twist in it that you don't see coming, but you're not even really kind of looking for it. Crazy Stupid Love. Have you I seen Crazy don't Stupid think Love? I've seen it. It's a really good movie. Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, oh, Julianne yes. Moore. And the I daughter. have seen it, but I don't remember what it was. And what's her name? Uh, and uh, the girl, the the girl from Superbad, um, famous for a while. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. But this this twist in that's not like a crazy twist. It's just a little twist. But you're like, oh, yeah, that makes now that makes sense. Right, right, right. Anyway, my point being, this. To me, as far as my points go, uh, Jodie Foster, I think you could have replaced her by a bunch of different people. I think overall Jodie Foster is overrated. I think, I, think, I think Jodie Foster, even when she was younger, she didn't even have the character strength of playing characters. It was always Jodie yeah. Foster. Like, you, like, you know what we say about people? Hey, you get, you, the first couple of movies, you get, you get a character, and then Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. Jodie Foster has always been I'll tell, I'll a Mr. actor. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I do think she's perfect for this role. You get to throw in a million actresses, I think, into Holly Hunter, uh, the accused, which is a role that you know. Yeah, well, the accused, I don't remember too much. I maybe saw it when I was younger, but I, I also was kind of freaked out seeing also, that. Also, Taxi Driver, you could have gotten any other little girl. Come on, like, but she's the little girl in that, and Tatum O'Neill. If Tatum O'Neill exactly. had if Tatum O'Neill had different life, you could have put Tatum O'Neill in I mean. Taxi Driver. But and I, you could have put her in this. I if think she, she's perfect in Silence. No, I'm not saying she's not. I, I know what you're saying. I'm but saying I'm it's saying, replaceable. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, you yeah. can make that argument for almost any role in any movie, though. Who else would you see? Who would it's replace? such a hindsight is twenty twenty kind of thing. Yeah, I know. It's, you could be That's doing this true. all day. Yeah, well, I'm just saying as far as the strengths of... I, I guess because I know the side of the things, I guess, with uh, Seven... It's like uh, Eric Stoltz is Back to the Future, where they actually stopped production. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. crazy. When I found right. that out, I was shocked. They filmed, like... Ten percent of the movie, or something. Yeah, <laughs> and they, and then they basically the gist. If you read about it, he couldn't pull off comedy. He couldn't not. I don't know how that's possible because he was in like funny movies before that. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm glad they switched it. Eric, he's always just kind of been there, though. He's always yes. just kind of there. He's just like yeah, there, guy. You know? well, some kind of wonderful. I, remember, I was a, I'm some a kind of wonderful. His first movie is uh, Fast Times Ridgemont High. You what? Where is Eric? Uh, oh, that's right. Oh no! And so is Nick Cage. It was Nick Coppola, Nicholas Coppola's. That's right. They're all Spicoli's buddies. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and also in some kind of wonderful, another great character actor that I love that now does a lot of TV. He's older now. John Ashton. Yeah, love John Ashton. Nobody ever sings the praises of John Ashton. <laughs> I do. He play. He plays. Uh, um, um, he's in Midnight Run. He plays. What's the guy's name in Midnight Run? He goes. Uh, what's his name in Midnight Run? I don't know. Uh, 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 he goes, Marty, look out! And they punch him, they knock him out. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going off on a tangent here. But basically, what I'm trying to say is... Uh, yeah, we got to head back on track. Have you, Kevin Spacey, amazing as a serial killer. All right, let's do it this way. Better uh, villain of the movie. I, I go James Gum. Uh, so you go John Doe? Spacey over no uh, better. J- you mean Jay? You mean uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, no, you're, you're, uh, you you won that one. His real, James. No, no, his real name is uh, I know his name. Is, it's, great big it's, fat uh, person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know I wasn't going to get through Who? without doing oh, the voice. Oh, there's another thing I want to say about that guy. He's he's the he's the captain in Monk. He's um, you see him in a lot of stuff later in life. He's been Ted, around. Ted McGinley, not Ted McGinley. Not Ted. Ted. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't have been a further <laughs> for the tr- 
Ted no, McGinley. Ted something else. Ted, uh, look him up. <laughs> Ted McGinley. He was in Married with Children. <laughs> and he played Jamie Ted. Gummin. It's not Jefferson on fucking Married with Children. <laughs> <laughs> he went from Jane Gum to fucking Jefferson Darcy. Jefferson Darcy. <laughs> no, uh, it's Ted something else, and he's fantastic. And. He is the captain on Monk, and he takes those roles now because early on in his career, all they did was give him really negative killer roles, like like Jamie, Jamie Gum. Like like, so he decided at one point, I'm going to grow this mustache and do like the father, the cop, the fireman, Ted the, Levine. Ted Levine. There we go. Ted Levine. I looked him up all the time. I like yeah, Ted yeah. Levine a lot. He's, he's great. But yeah, he when after. Think about that. That's a career-defining role for him, too. I know. It's so, so creepy. and But it's kind of interesting that all he did was he got a little bit older, grew a mustache, and he got away from it. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, but if you very watch inspired Monk, by a lot of the... If you watch Monk, you can see Jamie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you, like you can, well, his like, voice, you can always hear that. It's such Monk. a distinctive, <laughs> distinctive voice. <laughs> yes, solve the case. Monk also put the lotion back in the bag. Uh, but, yeah. Don't so, hear my fucking dog. <laughs> it's really hard to do. That's a creepy, creepy setup. Person. That's a creepy. Yeah, setup. he's got the. Well, they they took all. They took Ted Bundy. They took Ed Gein. Uh, they he, they drew from a lot of serial yeah. killers. You know, the the, the pit. You like yeah, they had the pit. Ed, you know Ed, I mean? Ed Gein was it Gein or Gein? Gein. Gein. He was. Or, also, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Either I thought way. it was Gein, but I don't. It know. might be. Ed I really don't know. It could be anything. But he was also the the inspiration for Psycho. Right, right, right. Like the Psycho in the movie. Um, um, but okay, better villain, better. I'll say I better director, better director. Jonathan Demme. No, I don't think so. I'm telling you, man, this guy is fucking phenomenal. T- David he kind of died young too. Speaking of Jonathan dying young, Demi Jonathan did, Demi did. Right. Also made my favorite music. Uh, well, that's a tough one to say. Which one did he make? He did. Uh, he, he's another one famous. He did uh, "Stop Making Sense" by the Talking Heads, which oh, is such a great music concert. I love in the line of Scorsese and the Waltz. Yes. Um, well, we probably could put those up against each other. Yeah. I would take less waltz. Though. I would probably take Stop Making Sense. Really? I actually definitely I have would. to watch Stop Making Sense. Though. It's great. Um, but here's the thing, man. So director, I would like... Well, but you won best match- director. Fitcher so- did not for seven. All right, there you go. That's the thing. I'm like, but as far as like more interesting to look at, like as far as style, like Fincher's got a great, a very noticeable style. Like the Coen Brothers I'll give do. that to you. Like the Coen brothers have their their type of thing, you know. Fincher has his. And I will agree. Yeah, underrated. Demi a little bit overrated. Like became like the Hollywood elite very quickly. Fincher still to this day has met the Oscar nominated movies and still gets put in as is like, like he you know create you know, create some TV shows and stuff like that. He, you know the guy's doing fine. I'm not saying that, but he should be held a little bit more for his directing. I agree. I'm not. Uh... Disagree. I'm not. Oh, let's go to the cops. Uh, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt versus essentially uh, Jodie Foster. Yeah. Uh, I guess you could kind of throw Jack Crawford in there as his character, but not really. Um, um, I think you got. I think tough one because you got Morgan Freeman in there. You get a little more. Well, they both get very personal with their. I love the story of Jodie Foster because you get so revealed because they force you to hear her backstory through Lecter's curiosity about that stuff and he'll only give her information in the case files like, like piece that she revealed. Out. It's such a great like diabolical psychology like creepy genius thing to do. It's like I'll give you something but you gotta tell me something about you. It's just like it's just so fun. I love it. 
So you kind of, she, you know, was a little girl, had a dad who died young, went to live on a ranch in Montana, and then you obviously understand. Like, her story, you revealed the title of the, the movie in The Silence of the Lambs, and it's just, it's a creepy, she wanted to save one. It's like kind of why she became a cop is because she could save people and help, you know. Yeah. I, I kind of got to give it to silence again. I know, like, in Seven, you have a young wife and, and Gwyneth Paltrow, and they're new to the city, and they're kind of having marital problems. The big reveal, obviously, at the end, you, and then you have Morgan Freeman, you know, who's kind of the like, grizzled veteran cop. Here's what I'll say, real quick, to not to interrupt you, but here's what I'll say. I like movies that, the movies that have this, because you can, you can almost, you can, you can draw the conclusion with Fargo when it comes to... When it comes to Silence of the Lambs. So when it comes to movies like this, when you have the ray of hope or the ray of goodness that's in either the cop's personal life, yeah. and that's it's very obvious, like that's what it's supposed to be. Her being pregnant, yeah, I was she's supposed say, to be the ray of hope. But we don't know, right. Fargo. But he, but, but he doesn't know that. Har- he doesn't know what. So there's not really a ray of hope because he doesn't know she's pregnant. And that's she, why he eventually can't stop himself from killing. Out of the whole movie... She's the ray of out of the whole movie. She's the only okay. good thing in the movie. All right, yes. She's the only bit of goodness in the movie. Sounds the lambs. I mean, that's Jodie Foster. She's trying to do right by people. She's trying to in the movie. It's a little bit more straightforward. I'm just saying. Yeah, it, it's it a little definitely bit more is. It's poetic. Not, it's a little bit more poetic. It's not as psychologically twisty. It's more yeah. definitely more of a straightforward crime where you know you're going to have a resolve. Yeah, and I don't think you know if what's you don't know what's going to happen with John Doe because he's in custody. Yeah, and he still manages to pull something off. Yeah, yeah which is yeah. crazy. It's not he, because he wanted them to. And it's yeah, yeah obviously the what's in the box of the lambs, you know. But and that also has a great twist when you realize that she, you know, they find out who Jam Gum is. They find they go they get his address uh, and to go to Illinois. So they've got the whole cavalry going to this Illinois home. But she doesn't figure. She figures out that he knew Frederica Bimmel, and. She figures out that it was... Doesn't he say that Federica Bimble? <laughs> was she a great big fat person? And that she, he had moved in and killed the lady who used to live at his house now in the town in Ohio. She figured out that he was getting closer and killing people that he knew. And that was when they have that whole great scene where it's kind of... Them rushing the house and the, with yeah. the doorbell, it's kind of a double. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of the same. So deal. it is kind of a twisty. You don't go, and then she's on his own. When he opens the door, it's her standing there. Yeah, and it's not the SWAT team. You go, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, is that? yeah, yeah. You're right. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. So, I guess as far as I think, I think for the day we'll wrap it up. But I think for the day, I think you win because reaction to Sounds of the Lambs is much more favorable. What about re, what about flip? What, you, what? What about flip test? Rewatchability. I'll keep Silence of the Lambs on. I, f- I will not turn. I, I can flip away from I don't, Seven. I, so I'll flip away from Seven. So I, so, I, I Seven's not a rewatchable both. movie. It's I, a great movie. I, I don't think I'll rewatch either. I can get freaked <laughs> out. Silence. Well, you know me. I love Silence is in my top five, to be honest, of all time. And oh, it is? I, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. It's that far up there for me. I love it. Uh, I love everything about it. And it I think seven, definitely passes the flip test for me. I think the only thing I could do today is to say that it gives us a run before we did the matchup. Seven gives Silence of the Lambs a run for its money more it than you would think. Absolutely but does. Silence of the Lambs edges it out as far as uh, I think quality goes because even even script wise, and they're both great scripts. 
But like, I'm trying to think of little things of why it edges it out, and I think silence edges it out. If I had really had to guess, because because of uh, a lot of that is the fanfare afterwards. Uh, some, I mean, some of that is. Yeah. So I think you, I think you win for the day, Andy. I think you. All right. Yeah. I, I, will, I agree with you. I will acquiesce to you. Is that the right word to use? Acquiesce. 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 I'm an idiot. I. Uh, well, let's wrap this up. Uh, this was fun. Uh, what do you want to plug there, kid? Uh, I am going to be at the Saratoga Springs Comedy Works headlining May 24th and May 25th. Um, and I would like to plug uh, the next weekend after that, the aforementioned uh, birthday show. I'll be headlining a birthday show. Uh, it's my 40th birthday. If you're in nice. the New York City area... Please, please come out. I would love to have some defenders there. We'll uh, be hanging out all night. It's a it's a show at the Fat Black Pussycat at the Comedy Cellar, and uh, it's on Wednesday, June fifth at eight thirty p.m., which uh, is my birthday. Shawnee's going to be there. We're going to be uh, hanging out all night. The show, you know, we're we're going to do a. There's going to be stand up, and then there's going to be uh, some cakes and drinks and dancing and all that fun stuff. It's a birthday party. Very nice. So that'll be June fifth. So uh, check that out. I'll we'll mention it leading up until yes. then. But. Uh, yeah, just keep me up to uh, speed on all the old socials at andyfiori.com. And I am. And that's it. I'm at Shawnee Time on Twitter and Instagram. On May 24th, I'll be at the Cinema Arts Center in Huntington. Uh, you can get tickets now if you Google that. Sean Donnelly, Cinema Arts Center in Huntington, Long Island. Come out and check it out. It's supposed to be a really cool venue. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And I know a lot of people in Long Island, so if you're listening to this and you know me, let me know if you're coming. Defenders, if, you, if you're coming, let me know. We'll say hello. We'll eat some meats and some potatoes oh. together. <laughs> I love it. And we will see you uh, next week. And thank you so much for listening. Also, oh, I can't forget this. Uh Subscribe, rate, review, and subscribe for the show. It'll help the show. Things are going great. The numbers are going up. We're inter- the interactions are happening. We need you to spread the word about the show. Also, showbrewstudios.com. Follow them. Follow their YouTube page. Follow their iTunes page. Check out all the Showbrew Studios podcasts. Yes, Andy. And if you have a matchup, please, we're open to suggestions. We'd love to hear from the yes. defenders. So tweet at us and tell us what you think of the episode. If you think Shawnee won, if you think I won, if you have your own opinions. Please, if you have another third movie that maybe we didn't think of. In fact, I think... And we know we miss a lot. We're not... We never claim to be experts. Maybe later this summer we do Fan Matchup Month. We fan Matchup Month. Fan Matchup Month. We, we, I read... And God bless you. I wish I had your name... Uh, at the helm right now, but I had a great review, which me and Shoni both loved. It was like, uh, they're not the smartest guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they make a lot of mistakes about the movie. Yeah, absolutely. But they have great chemistry and they're super funny, which is yeah. what we set out to do, it's really. It's called it, being for real. Yeah. What do you want us to read a bunch of books? Uh, we like just want you to be entertained by it. Yeah. So please, but yes, but that also lends itself to please rate and review and subscribe. And it really, uh, when good things, uh, come from you guys doing stuff like that, it'll help us to do a whole lot more with the podcast, like live shows and Patreon absolutely. stuff. So That's please well, keep I, that up and thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you very much and we'll talk to you soon and we love you. Bye bye. Bye bye.